Today's chat is brought to you by, well, all of your support. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire Chat team through Podbean's crowdfunding, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the game streams, website, and other aspects of Focus Fire Chat. If you have any interest in becoming a patron of the FFC, please be sure to visit our website and click on the support link. Even a single dollar helps. And for those of you who are already patrons, thank you again so much for your generosity. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome back for the 24th installment of our Extra Lore series, recorded live on March 7th, 2018, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Big shout out to our live chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. Our topic for this chat is going to be an introductory look at doom which uh i'm i'm still on the fence if this is going to be a really short one or a really really long episode depending on how much into the history of the games we go this is your host blue crew 86 we also have with us the grizzly bearded cultivator of spinfoil himself beard grizzly beard how are you doing tonight i am doing you know i i, I think i'm doing okay but uh, I, I mean, you got to you got to rip and tear. Was, yeah, I was, about to say. I was gonna say mo- most of the demons that I was slaying earlier, probably not so much. They're they're probably a little mad at me. Uh, wished I had stayed in my coffin instead of resurrecting. No. Oh, I love I love the tweet out earlier. You're like, you know, I'm sad. I'm gonna go punch an imp. I'm going to say, uh, I think it's time I need to go and like break an M skull or something like that, oh, which is man. totally possible in this game. And I love I know. Anyway. Oh, man, I, I did manage, like I was saying before the show, I did manage to snag. I have not played the newest Doom, Doom, I guess, four, but it's Doom. Um, but uh, I did manage to snag the demo for the first level and I was mm-hmm. playing a little bit. And oh, my gosh, uh, they they have I I. <laughs> I remember playing the original Doom, so it's a uh, it's night and day difference, obviously, just from the graphics. Which I mean, you know, Doom was like one of the time one of the, it was almost unparalleled at the time for what they at the time they were calling 3D graphics back in what was that ninety three or mm-hmm. ni- yeah ninety two ninety three, and so like it was it back then it was like oh my god. And now, of course, you look at we we're kind of talking it with another thing we were talking about. We'll get into it a little bit was uh, I think in this version or in the tooth, the recent one, Doom, I want to call it Doom four, but I guess it's Doom. Um, there are oh, levels. Oh. There are levels where it goes back to like Doom two graphics and it's really disconcerting even because you go from you know modern what we're used to now this modern smooth real very realistic graphics to to that it, it's not 8-bit but it's very very similar to that that style um but yeah i just i that was one of the first things i did that and it's really twitchy <laughs> it's really yes. really twitchy like i i'm still on the fence whether or not i like it but because like the uh the new one you have the combos that you're kind of talking about like the the what is it called gory gory kills or 
glory kills. Glory yeah, they, kills. They, okay. So so many people call them gory kills. Oh, they, I mean, it, it, they, they're, they're not. But, they're not wrong. That's what I I thought no. it said that, and then you do it, and you're like, okay, I, I assume yeah. my assumption is pretty accurate. But I um, think one of the uh, the early demo versions actually had a problem where they did call it a gory kill. They missed the R, <laughs> and they had to like really quick patch it. I, like I'm I'm trying to remember if that was something that somebody had just like reported on. <laughs> And completely missed that the R was there or what, but I know there was a big deal made about that at one point or <laughs> That's another. That's really funny. fantastic. <laughs> well, uh, like... as, a, as a slight side note, uh, for anybody that is ab- in any way interested in the game, uh, the price on it is actually coming down quite a bit as well. Uh, not that this is in any way sponsored at all on Amazon or whatever, but if you guys decide that you do want to pick it up, uh, Doom for the Switch just came out not long ago. Yeah, uh, which but is what I'm looking, weird. It, it is, but Nintendo it makes a lot of sense. Family it, gaming and Doom. <laughs> but it, but look, Doom was originally on like I, I know I it was guess, like originally yeah, that's, originally that's, on PC, but that's true. It did it did have some like little leeways on the the SNES. Oh, it was there. Uh, Doom was like on. It was on SNES. It was on Genesis. They had a, a stint there on the the Jag uh, the Jaguar Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I re- not yeah that you're right. Anybody really remembers the yeah, Jaguar? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's but the like, what? That's a car. Yeah, really. That's a car. That's not a gaming system. <laughs> <laughs> but it's down uh, like sub thirty dollars at this point. Uh, you can even find it for like sub twenty if you're yeah, looking at think- PlayStation. On Xbox Store, it's like thirty right now. But you can on the Xbox on. I'm assuming it's the same for PlayStation or PlayStation Four. You can get so it has Doom the full game, but you can also if you search for Doom, you'll get Doom demo, Uh, and it has the classic uh, the classic poster, which is actually what we have um, as our as a logo. If you look at the 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 episode banner for this this episode that's the poster that was that's on the doom demo um icon within the store and that's free to play and i think you get i think my understanding is you get the full first level to run through so you can get a really good feel for what's going on but yeah yeah, i think it was 30 bucks i think on the store for the digital yeah yeah, it's actually not that ridiculous anymore. So what, I, I was sitting here and my wife came down and she's like, no. I'm like, but it's, <laughs> it's like, I was like, I didn't. I wasn't even going to. But as soon as she walked in, I was like, I was looking at it. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> she's like, no, no. I was uh, like, it's not even a well, full title. <laughs> right. I had uh, actually was not planning on buying uh, the newest Doom when it had come out at $60. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I forget what it was. I think I had a bonus or something like that that kind of came through, and I was like, well, what's out there that I that I would like love to get at this <laughs> point? And everybody started saying, the new Doom is amazing. I'm like, yeah, you're joking I mean, me. Like, it's going it's to have reload Bife was in it. like, Bife was oh, I know he was loving on it. it. Yep. Yeah, I knew, I knew like so many content creators that were talking about it, and I was like... Holy freaking smokes. I, I feel like we're turning this into like a gaming podcast just talking <laughs> about this game. But I, I just want to stress that it's like that good. And it is. It's a lot of are fun. Some, if, you're, if you're somebody that enjoyed the original Dooms 
at all in any way again not counting doom 3 because we'll <laughs> talk about that uh you will absolutely i feel enjoy this one because it's just updated graphics with some of the uh more memorable weapons and so much good that they did uh it is it is uh, i use it for for a few games anymore but this the uh, saying that it's a love letter to the originals absolutely true uh, mm-hmm. I I give them so much credit for what they did with this title. So do, do yourself a favor, and I know we're going to dive into the story here soon enough. But it was, it was, and still stands to be fantastic. I yeah, I didn't realize I, it because I had to go back to my my Steam library. I found out oh, I was playing yeah. it for like eighteen hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you you saying that? You're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I must like this game more than I thought I do. Right. Well, because that's, that's like actually the same no reason I like. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like that's actually why I didn't pick it up was because you know we were again we were talking about this you know in chat um, mm. because of Doom Three. It was just I mean and like you said we're definitely going to get into Doom Three because Doom Three was kind of a for the Doom series. Doom Three was oddly enough a turning point in the way that they were making the game. <laughs> But it wasn't necessarily a good turning point. Um, so it feels like they kind of dialed back the mistakes that they made in Doom 3, kept some of the good stuff, but, you know, returned back to, well, they didn't turn all the bad stuff off, but uh, most of it, at least. So, but yeah, yeah. let's let's run through intro real quick, and then we're going to dive into it. I know a lot of people have been messaging me um, about how this is going to be a very short episode. <laughs> because they're like doom doesn't have a story it's like well it we'll see about that it kind of does but yeah so let's get through the intro notes real quick and then we will we'll see if we can prove people wrong Before we start off the chat, however, I do have a few housekeeping notes. In our last Extra Lore episode, we had a brief introduction to Warhammer 40k. If you ever miss an episode and would like to catch up, please be sure to check out the new FocusFireChat.com for archives, articles, and links to the other aspects of FocusFire Chat. If you don't mind, please rate and, if you can, review the show on iTunes, Podbeam, or whichever podcasting app you use to enjoy podcasts. Reviews in particular are extremely helpful as they help us show up on the charts and that helps others find the FFC community. To those of you who have already taken the time to leave us a review, thank you again. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. With the Extra Lore series, we delve into a game series other than Destiny for a full month, giving the group a chance to get a feel for the other games that our community loves to play. We do try to stream a recap of this month-long conversation on the first Wednesday of each month. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network, links of which can be found in our show notes or on our website. These include podcasts focused on Destiny, such as Guardian Radio, the first and longest-running Destiny podcast on the net, Guardian One, a Destiny group that is dedicated to Guardians helping Guardians and discussing current Destiny news and happenings, Ghost and Echoes, which is a collection of the Destiny audio grimoire from Destiny One, and the network's newest edition, This Guardian Life, which is a podcast from the casual Guardians perspective that highlights all Guardians, large and small. We do also have a non-Destiny-focused podcast, which is The Enthusiast Life, a podcast that discusses a wide range of fun topics from within the entertainment world. 
Our next extra lore is going to be a discussion on the lore of the Monster Hunter series, so be sure to jump into the Discord server and weigh in on that conversation. With that being said, I believe we can just start with a basic summary of Doom. Alright, so, real, real quick, basic summary of Doom. Um, It was, I guess, to break the fourth wall real quick to start off, Doom was one of the first of its kind being released, and the original release was December of 1993. So this is is a, an older title. Um, but it was, it was kind of one of the, one of the big distinguish or distinguishing characteristics of the, the overall title was that, you know, it was quote 3d. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, so, so anyone who has played the original doom or goes back to the original doom to play it, don't, don't think it's going to be 3d it's not 3d (laughs) it's not at all um but it was one of the first i think i i'm trying to remember if there was any other game out there that kind of did this but like it was one of the first that really tried to um distinguish between the character like your your character avatar and the level like and I think the way the way they describe it as um, they internally represent it on a two dimensional plane with basically if you as you moved the, like the height differences would be mm-hmm. would show like things could stand basically things could stand above you where as in most games at that time that was not really a thing. The other really random trivia fact about Doom and I think it was Doom it might have been Quake I can't remember but you actually as far as like the processor goes um your avatar actually doesn't move you the the computer is moving the entire map around you right which was it which i know it doesn't sound like that interesting of an idea but that was a that's one of the reasons they were able to make really big maps was they weren't having to like really do that um so yeah, it was it, for for its time. It was a really, actually kind of a, kind of a progressive idea. Um, I don't know. Do you want to throw anything in there before we jump into the 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 plot from Doom One, which is uh, which is pretty simple. <laughs> not not too much. Uh, it's just the basic uh, premise behind like the technicalities on Doom. It was. Mm. You know, it, it was one of the first that I can remember that real in a in a world where the point and click adventure game was king. Yeah. For Doom to pop up and be like, look at me, uh, you looked at Doom. Like it was one of those games that really did just kind of like jump to the forefront and go, We've got some some awesome stuff that we can kind of do here. Uh yeah, on a technical aspect, it was a uh, to like we're used to first person shooters today as like not being a big deal anymore when it comes to coding or whatever. But for the original first person shooters like Doom to be produced, it took a lot. It took a lot, and a lot of it was uh, post post processing that mm-hmm. heavily needed to be done. Uh, plus, a lot of re renders that also needed to be done. So for original computers, especially to handle that was rough. I remember my first machine just 
looking at it going, what is this? How do, nope. I, how do I even, like, translate this? Uh, but original computers were, like, really bad with that. Uh, and the biggest ones, of course, like Wolfenstein and everything, there, there are other titles that fit mm-hmm. into that build. Uh, yeah, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein Doom, yeah. Uh, Quake, Unreal. Like, all of these titles, or at least those four, were the big ones that I... I recall like off the top of my head that like all stuck within the same thing uh but yeah. doom was the first for many i think and it was it was also because it was a uh a science fiction standpoint uh which also was not necessarily that common back in the day so another really cool reason to to really and actually a lot of people got introduced into- to wolfenstein through doom mm-hmm. and yep. w- because because so there's a a little bit of a spoiler here for if you have not played any of the Doom series, it's not a huge spoiler, but the Doom guy or the Marine or the Doom Marine, whichever name you want to give the whichever one you want to give him, because technically he so there there was a Doom RPG uh, that technically gave him a name, but we're not going to talk about that one because it's not really within the video game universe is my understanding. There were a lot of things that happened in the RPG um, that were very interesting but didn't actually make sense when held against the other when against the video games but they actually gave him a name um but doom guy is actually related to uh, i believe it's uh i'm gonna butcher his last name but bj uh blaskowitz from wolfenstein who's the main character in wolfenstein uh so it and there there is another title actually uh i think it's commander keen uh who is so it's it's BJ, and then his descendant is Commander Keen, and then Commander Keen is the supposedly the grandfather, the the grandfather or the great grandfather. I can't remember which generation, but he is then the grandfather, great grandfather to Doom Guy. So they're mm-hmm. they're they're actually all connected, um, and that was actually confirmed way back by uh, Tom Hall and. Chion Romero, I believe, who were the pretty much the co-founders of the software company. Or, well, I know Romero was the co-founder of, I think it was id Software at the time. Um, and then Muse Software was Wolfenstein. So there was there was a bit of it. But so yeah, they they basically were like, no, it's not a theory. That's actually a fact. Um, and now right. now all these titles are now under Bethesda. So Bethesda has actually thrown in a couple things. We were talking about this. Um, a little bit earlier before actually i think this is pre-show bethesda uh has thrown in some of fallout's stuff into mm-hmm. uh doom 4 which is the most recent one one of the first doors you encounter has a big vault tech logo in embossed in on it um so there's there's a call out there to fallout um so that that of course got beard and i talking about all the other titles <laughs> in bethesda and how they could connect to these things and there's there's a way like it's it some of it takes a little little bit of a psychedelic turn especially with elder scrolls but there is a way for them all to be connected and i think i'm I'm just i'm curious if that actually is the case um well you you have to especially look over the worlds that they've crafted and the fact that they are now pretty well all bethesda titles it wouldn't be the first time that we see a developer end up doing that. Ubisoft has come out and said that a lot of their titles are also like within same universe. Yeah, because um, but yeah, 
was it Ubi? No, that's Project Red that made the poke at Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Project which was Red hilarious. Was, uh, which was hilarious. Yeah. But uh, which which I'm wondering if CD Project Red is going to end up doing anything with like yeah um we made uh, we're we're going to make Cyberpunk 2077 uh, interlinked with The Witcher some oh um, gosh um, that would be a head, <laughs> oh my gosh that would be a head trip a uh, little bit I mean I guess but, yeah, but I guess in in retrospect Wolfenstein and Doom being connected I mean. Wolfenstein's a well, World War II video game, and Doom is yep. set, like, you know, super far in the future. Well, I guess not now, but, I mean, it was yeah. super far in the future. Um, so, yeah, that's... Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to say oh, the, the connection between those two makes a whole ton of sense. Mm-hmm. The connection with Fallout takes a lot more, like, extracurricular thinking. It It yeah. really does, because... Yeah. yeah, because, because like some it, of the events like in Fallout, I'm like, wasted. how did this work? Right. Yeah, unless, like, Fallout is is secretly, like, post-Doom era, and everybody is coming back from it. But then why is there a Vault-Tec door on, on, on that, that front? Uh, oh, well. oh, you know what? You know what? All right. So I am reminded, and I gotta, I gotta give, um, I gotta give Ogizi and uh, Shay a little oh, shout yeah, out but, here because yeah. they said, "Oh, but they did." Shay says uh, they have been uh, hinting about Geralt showing up in some other games this year. Uh, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. <laughs> New that Vegas was... Slayer of Kings Hunter. <laughs> oh Lord. All of a sudden, Doom guy pops up like, "Hey, uh, need me to need me need me to need rip and rip tear, tear some uh, some uh, some power armor." Need me oh to, uh, man! Hey, hey, there we go. Power armor is the the Praetor suit. Oh <laughs> gosh, we'll we will get there. We will get there. Oh, but I man. did forget uh, in uh, as a slight deviation, and I'll get more focused again uh, in uh, cyber. Oh God! What, what did I say that it was in 2077? Uh, they did hint that one of the characters actually is uh, able to like flip back and forth between those universes. So uh, they actually oh. are interlinking Witcher and uh, and 2077. And yeah, because that's what Jeezy is saying in Witcher Three. Yep. Siri mentioned that she traveled to a different time related to machines or something like that. That'd be interesting. I'd, I love I love watching developers kind of like weave those into especially if it's really well done like i just i love it um mm-hmm. but let's go let's dive into the first doom um so i love this little quote i i, I promised beard i was going to use this quote <laughs> so there is uh there is uh they call it the doom bible uh and this is kind of basically a packet i guess of uh information that was used to brainstorm the original doom note note here that the majority of the content in the doom bible never made it into a game now there's there's like rumors of easter eggs and stuff like that there's been a couple confirmed there's still more that are thought you know but one of the funny one of the funniest things and this is from the doom wiki um (laughs) 
this quote is one of the prominent features of the doom bible is the story the exact opposite is true for the final release of doom in quote it's so true the original doom like there there wasn't really a story in game there was a very simple plot uh all of the background information was given basically in the instruction manual that came with the game now this is back you know for those of you who are 100 percent digital this is back when we had floppy disk if you don't know what a floppy disk is just be feel free to ask we'll send you a picture uh actually it's really easy go open up word that save icon that's a floppy disk um Never and so, forget. Yeah, yeah. It's like the same reason we. I had to explain to someone why we call it hanging up the phone. It's it's <laughs> it's been it's been one of those weeks, guys. Just it's been one of those weeks. Um, Did somebody ask me what the Ghostbusters were this week? Oh, oh no, boy. no! <laughs> I was I'm like, done. even with the new movie, and oh. you ask me this question, I am now dead inside. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> So, so when Doom originally came out in December of '93, like they had, we we they were all physical. It was all physical stuff. Um, so we Thanks, had, pens. yeah, floppy. Fl- oh, you put a, how to access your. Yes. Oh, nice, nice. Pins just gave us a link to how to how to use our old floppy disk. So they they used to have these giant floppy disks. They were three. Well, actually, three point five was actually the smaller ones. But they yeah. used to have the floppy disk. And what you had to do was you, you used the floppy disk like a CD. Well, one of the things that they always came with was you got a box. And inside the box was an instruction manual, which is very similar to what you get. And if you, if you buy a, a console game today or a computer game today that's actually a physical disk, you'll still see kind of a throwback to the instruction manuals. I haven't seen one in a long time. Most of them are online. But for Doom... The background was actually in that manual. Like, that was Mm. pretty much the story of the game. Uh, And these were not big manuals. Like, these were like, this is how you move. Um, And so the in-game story basically only had some very short nods to actually a story. And that was through short messages that were actually displayed on the screen between the episodes. So if you weren't paying attention... You missed out on it, but it was a shooter, so a lot of people weren't paying attention. But basically, the 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 basic premise of it was that you, as a player, took the role of a marine, uh, and basically they they left this marine unnamed in the video game series with the intent that you would identify with that character. They wanted you to fully step into that character's persona, so. And then they describe these these Marines as one of Earth's toughest and hardened in combat and trained for action. Uh, and this individual has been incarcerated on Mars after he assaulted an officer uh, for the officer basically ordered him to fire on some civilians. The Marine assaulted him in, in response. He basically told him to F off. And then he was introduced. Well, he's not introduced, but he was incarcerated to the planet Mars where you now get introduced to this big corporation that is very, very important in the Doom series, the Union Aerospace Corporation, the UAC. Uh, This is a multi-planetary conglomerate, uh, and it's a military contractor. There's like, I mean, picture a science fiction dystopian corporation, and you you have a UAC. 
Uh, so secret experiments, you know, secret, you know, like they're messing with interdimensional travel, you know, all this stuff. So in Doom, basically what happened is this teleportation experiment, there was starting to be sh- some signs of anomalies and so a lot of instability, but they, they didn't really the the higher ups as as is very common at this era in games didn't care they kept pushing forward and surprise surprise you know this is an action game something goes wrong uh and basically it opens a portal to hell literally to hell and creatures just start swarming out uh and this is on demos and phobos so you you're you're incarcerated on mars but this is happening on demos and phobos which is why the first game, I believe, takes place on Phobos, and the sec- Doom 2 takes place on Deimos. I might have those flipped, but you never actually step foot on Mars until Doom 4, or sorry, Doom 3. So, but, so you're on one of the moons in Doom 1, and the entire reason that you're there is, yeah, you're on Phobos, sorry. Um, the entire reason that you're there is you have been dispatched by UAC as part of a military detachment to quote investigate which is basically go and just raise everything to the ground um your your character at the start of the game is basically tasked with guarding and securing the perimeter um and then your assault team that you were traveling or you were traveling with is sent inside uh you know obviously that does not go over well uh radio contact basically drops off and then that's when you basically take control of the the player or the player takes control of the character when you realize that you are the only survivor on phobos and lo and behold you aren't a pilot so you're literally stuck on phobos because you can't you, you you can't fly the ship so you have to go and you go inside and you basically have to clear the complex of this moon base of all demons um and that's kind of where it, like that's that's pretty much the story of doom one now obviously in doom one you succeed <laughs> like because there's a doom two um mm-hmm. uh, and so that one I'm I'm trying to remember if there was a really a big shout out at the end or anything. I don't think there was really like I'm at the end sure. wasn't there wasn't there just like an exit like with the exit pretty, sign? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think it was just like here's the end of it all and that's all she wrote like you you cleared the facility now you just kind of like are are assuming that you hang here and that's it. Because there was no like cutscenes for the yeah no yeah all. yeah like, no there was you, you gotta you gotta keep that in mind like this is the the age when cutscenes were like a, a a thing of beauty to even behold on certain certain area uh, certain games yeah uh, I and mean and if it wasn't like highly in their infancy yeah I was like I was gonna say like the only games I remember cutscenes at around this time were like heavy like big name RPGs. Mm-hmm. And and even then, like, uh, I feel I can kind of think of, but I think they were, like, around the same year, like, 90, 94, 94, 93, uh, you, you might have had, like, Ninja Gaiden on mm. the NES. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that one didn't even have anything, like, heavily, like, mandated in ter- terms of cutscenes. Like, it was nothing high action. It was just, like, here's some text with a couple of windows. 
Uh, and it wasn't until a little later that you ended up getting something like uh, Super Metroid. And mm-hmm. that kind of showcased a, another layer of cutscene. But like showcasing any kind of story and even leading up to the end, no. There, as far as I recall, there was there was nothing that was there. They just they didn't necessarily have the technology for it. Uh, but you ended up just uh, I think I think it was like you blasted the last room, and that was all she wrote, as far as I remember. I was about to say I think I know like you go to and this is this is a common event in the Doom series, but you actually go into hell mm-hmm. and. I'm trying to remember because I know there was I remember there being a difference between the original and then there was the ultimate doom, which was mm-hmm. uh, oh, that was what was that? Ninety five, I think was basically uh, it, it basically added another level to the end. I mean, I only have it in my library here for uh, for steam. I th- think I, I want to say I think it was ninety five. I'm looking real quick, oh. but yeah, ninety five. Um so yeah, and, and so basically, the ultimate doom basically added a level that was called "Thy Flesh Consumed," and the entire point of this was to be a was kind of like be a, a bridge between Doom and Doom Two. Uh, so, "Thy Flesh Consumed" was I I hesitate to even call it DLC. <laughs> But it kind of it kind of was a DLC like it was this like it was basically a re-release of Doom 1 with an extra level at the end. And this extra level at the end was put in there with the intent. So it was released in 95. Doom 2 had been released in 94. Um, So this entire level was meant to be a sequel to Doom and a prequel to Doom 2. So it, it basically you at the end of doom you go up against your the, the big bad is uh the spider mastermind and then um so like just the i'm trying to summarize this and remember this at the same time so this entire thing was this was the big bad that you kind of fought at the end of doom and do thy, thy flesh consumed basically picks up at the end of that fight and shows where like you actually end up like he tries to come back into our world and the doom guy like it's a big fight um and basically he's trying to use the the portal that the marine had used to get through so the player then has is responsible for basically shutting it down um and so this leads into so so Spider Mastermind is trying to come through from this gateway and this leads into Doom 2. Uh so in Doom 2 so again Doom 2 had been released in 94 so they had gone in 95 they had gone back and kind of they didn't really retcon anything they just added a connection there. Um and in Doom 2 so Doom 1 ended with the Spider Mastermind or Spider Mastermind fight and then in 94 September of 94 Doom 2 comes out. So immediately what happens in Doom 2 is you once again you're 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 the role in the marine uh again unnamed we don't have a name for him and <laughs> he's still stranded on Phobos because mm-hmm. he's not a pilot and there's no one else alive so he's like literally you're, you're stranded on Phobos and so 
you then have to go and I'm trying to remember you go, you somehow end up on Demos. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because you went through the portal to hell and then came back on Demos or something. Like you you basically portal hop in a way. Um and then of course Demos is also taken over. Um so yes fight there and then he ends up going back to earth <laughs> shay what does he eat <laughs> the dreams and happiness of all of his enemies <laughs> um no, doom, we're talking about the doom slayer dude yeah uh, he's, he's it will demonic flesh. We'll, we'll get we'll actually i think we kind of do see it in doom 4 there's a there's a degree of sustenance at least that you get from the glory kills um that kind of weird way but yeah we'll get we'll get into it i have i actually have a theory about that but um so basically at at doom 2 what you're going to do what you what ends up happening is you have to go to earth because now earth is getting invaded by hell uh basically uac has really jacked up the universe at this point uh and so what it does is what what's happening in doom 2 is Earth is being attacked at completely. All the major cities are completely raised to the ground. I mean, think think Destiny, um, but with demons instead of fallen. And so basically, all of the... Um, you mean that's not Oryx? What? Huh? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's funny because of your Dead Space conversation <laughs> but so so basically the plot of doom 2 is um you're you're having to go back to earth to kind of basically stop this entire thing you you put a you put a pause on it at the end of doom 1 but doom 2 really is kind of you're going to try to just fully stop it because base the the understanding was that like because you came back onto this this plane through that portal you left a portal open um and so all the leaders are basically just shoving people into spacecrafts and trying to just get them away from earth they're just trying to get away um but the problem is is that there's a choke point and that's the starport there's a starport that it's the only way for ships to depart and what does any siege you know what does any sieging army do well the demons basically block the starport with a force field so it's again put it in the context of the times this is not a super advanced story um the demons have basically shut down the starport with this this force field and all of the civilians are trapped on the starport all the soldiers are trapped off of it so they basically all of the soldiers are trying to make an assault on the starport and then they they're they're basically decimated like basically again you are the only person alive you manage to get into the starport and i've and you know you take up the mantle of doom guy and you you prove your your namesake and you slay all the demons in the way and you shut off the force field and then basically what happens there is that allows the civilians to get to the space to get to their spaceships and get out. And then Doom Guy <laughs> Doom Guy just basically sits down and waits because he's like he's just he's done. He he did what he came to do and he's done. Um but 
that's where the kind of the ending of Doom 2 kind of takes a personal turn for for this the Marine because the humans discover that the source of the hellish invasion was actually his hometown. Uh, so he gets back into the fight and he basically goes home. You know, this was a homecoming for him. Uh, and that then that's when he finds the main uh, one of the main portals. Uh, and so in order to to stop this, this just this nonsense that's going on, he has to enter hell again. So once again, in Doom 2, we go we we travel back into hell. Um, you go through all the 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 twisted, you know, really gory, really messed up landscape. Uh, and that's when you encounter a demon that goes by the name of the icon of sin. And in true fashion, you kill it. You bring hell to its knees, which is going to be important in Doom 4. So by killing the icon of sin, you shut down hell, basically. And it like the death is probably one of the most gruesome ones that I remember in, in video games. But it also completely devastates hell. And all the portals get sealed. So Doom Guy is still in hell, though. This is the this is going to be the important thing. Um, that being said, do you, we want to do we want to or no? Doom Three is the one that you have the connection for, right? Is that correct, Beard? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll keep going. I'll keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and yes, Chad, it is absolutely absurd. That's kind of the point of Doom, though, is that it is absolutely absurd. Like <laughs> there's there's no reason to look at these games and think that there's any like absolute factual nature behind them <laughs> at all. Period. All right. The guy doesn't reload his guns for one thing. Well, Secondly, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that with Doom well, Three. All right, all right. With one exception, because Blue has to be that guy. But like, it, it's it's one of those things where you really do just like lose yourself in the fantasy like that this is absolutely 100% like stuck in sci-fi uh and I mean, it, it's glorious for that reason it's a like, running oh. gun this is this is yeah. doom doom is the game that for the longest time has given like you say run and gun as the genre mm-hmm. which you know there's are tons of run and gun games in today's world but run and gun was a genre that doom really ushered in um, yeah. Yes, there were there. Wolfenstein was, I think, the original Wolfenstein was eighty one. So I mean, there were other instances of these like shooter games, but Doom just, I mean, they just cranked it to eleven. Uh, wow. You know, I mean, they they really did, and they they completely removed all of the mechanics because it wasn't a multiplayer. They weren't they weren't worried. The, the fact that it was unbalanced towards the player was the point. They they well, didn't want that i think doom three was three the one that introduced multiplayer um there was some very casual multiplayer that i think started with uh doom one doom two but as far as like uh outside of land oh okay yeah yeah yeah. oh that's uh, right because you could play you could play the scientist and right yeah 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 yeah. okay yeah there were there were a couple other things that they were doing with multiplayer with the original course when you're uh, all at least with tomb when, when you're all gods, it doesn't really matter because it's just going to be shenanigans anyways. Right. But, so, so speaking of, you know, lose yourself in the fantasy, 
I decided I'd bring up the manual for like Doom 2. <laughs> and I'm looking at the minimum system requirements and hang on hang on to your butts, kids. Hang on to your butts for these system requirements. <laughs> minimum re- requirement. 486 processor operating at a minimum of 50 megahertz. Just remember that because my brain instinctually turned that into gigahertz because I'm very used to seeing that. Anymore. Uh, and I initially went 50 gigahertz. What is going on? Doc Brown, what have you done to the world? Two points. It doesn't work like that. Uh, Ram, eight megabytes of Ram, 64 meg for Windows XP, 128 meg recommended. It should tell you how ridiculous Windows XP was back in the day. Uh, a 256 <laughs> color video adapter. 256, children. 256. We're not the talking good, 16, the good old days. Like, yeah, we're 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 not talking anything with that 1080p. There, we're just talking 256 here, and that's just 256 color. That's not even resolution. I haven't even gotten to that part yet. Microsoft Windows 95 at minimum. I was scrolling down and I get to uh, the the option to actually select your uh, your actual screen resolution. The first option is 320 by 200. <laughs> and then it's 320 you know what's by funny 40. is I remember this. <laughs> So do I. That's why I'm talking about this. All right. (laughs) The next one is 320 by 240. And then then we make this drastic leap, this amazing leap in mankind's ideas of resolution that goes from 640 to 400 and then 640 by 480. We finally did it, kids. We got the standard resolution. We're okay. And they at least did have a full screen and a window option. Yes, which I do remember. I, yes, yes, because if you ever, if you've ever played a game when you're not supposed to play a game, you want the window mm-hmm. option for that Alt tab. Right. Well, and and the reason that I kind of talk about some of this stuff uh, is, oh, I forgot they have the chat strings too, and one of them is. Uh, Let's see. Number six is next time scumbag. And number oh, five is you. Oh my suck. gosh. I, I forgot, forgot completely about, about chat strings. Oh, my, oh my God. I feel like I have to like Photoshop some of this stuff and just post it online. Um, I completely forgot oh, about those. Jiminy crickets. That's great. <laughs> so, so not only is this like, you know, the, the lore behind, behind doom, you're also getting the, the lore behind how much of an old man, you know, both blue and, and beard is, so everybody can have a have a giggle. Uh, the the other reason that I wanted to bring this up, though, uh, because you were also talking about uh, like the running gun idea as well, mm-hmm. uh, is I look at another game uh, that was out there that very much mimicked uh, Doom, and ironically was a Star Wars title called Dark Forces. Yes. Oh yes. Uh, oh yes. And it looked the exact same. But introduced the idea of cutscenes, had a very deliberate story, actually had like chat interlaced into the actual game to kind of help push things forward. Kyle but it was a, was a BA. Oh, oh my God. I love Kyle Katarn. Um, 
but it was a, a, a more slower, more deliberate game in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was one that you could actually take your time with. It almost it almost kind of started to to push you away from like doing a lot of the run and gun stuff, which I think to its credit was good because it added to the spy vibe, but to its discredit didn't feel like Doom, which I know is what they were going for. Because if they well, made it feel like then, actual Doom, because then you also uh, wasn't. I'm trying to remember. Was it Dark Forces three that you got the lightsaber, mm-hmm. or was it Dark Forces two? Two, two, two they of them was lightsaber yeah, okay. really early. My gosh, yeah. Oh, Dark Forces. Yeah. They had a book series, and that was like one of my favorite yes. Star Wars book series. Love that thing. If they ever bring back anything from the extended universe, on a, another completely side noted idea here, Dark Forces would be fantastic mm-hmm. because it's, I still say that that is like one of the absolute best side stories they ever came up well yeah just uh i'm gonna get in trouble because i'll i'll go off on dark oh my gosh dark forces oh my god yeah uh, i but, feel like we could have a entire episode <laughs> just based just on dark, dark forces. forces oh my gosh oh. dark forces but, so uh, much fun yeah and 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 again the, the entire reason i bring that up is to just kind of bring on um some kind of uh perspective throughout all of this like the the stuff that Doom had done with Doom 1 and 2 before we get into the abomination that is 3 uh, <laughs> was just perfectly put together and set up for for so many different things that so many other games wanted to quote-unquote be Doom and act like it. And all these other titles, all these other franchises started to pick into it. And they had nothing to do with id Software. They had nothing to do with... Uh, with any of the Doom franchise, but they looked similar because it worked, because it ran well. Uh, and all they started to do was just kind of like fix up that entire, uh, the, the, the mainstay that was Doom and what was actually brought up from 94 on. Uh, that's, that's how big on, on a gaming standpoint, uh, Doom had on the, uh, on the industry, but it was big. And again, yeah. before I keep making this into like a, a gaming, uh, well, gaming I mean, podcast, it's, it's like, true because I mean, you know, everyone, everyone credits not and, and, and rightfully so everyone credits Halo as kind of revolutionizing the first person shooter. Well, the revolution that they were coming into was the, I mean, not for the, me, but that's fine. Well, no, no, I mean, but like, <laughs> I mean, you know, like the, the argument that everything now is trying well, everything now is kind of there's there's a mm-hmm. lot of concurrent gamers out or game developers out there that have very good graph or very good um designs but mm-hmm. that was one of the big things about halo was it was a new presentation of this this game genre that doom and quake and all these games had you know these were these were the the titans at the time of uh what was that 2004 so it would be at the same time doom 3 was released um and so and, and and that's when you had like you know the consoles really starting to be pushed instead of computers and so there is there was this this resurgence of of these these first person shooters and and that kind of does lead us into doom 3 and so doom doom 3 was painfully released in august of 2004 and the, the problem the, so here's here's the thing I'll, i'm gonna i'm just gonna be completely transparent doom 3 is actually the reason i didn't get doom 4 because <laughs> I, I doom 1 and doom 2 
like they were they were running guns like we've been talking about they are like fast paced you know go 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 don't pay attention you just shoot everything that moves and then doom 3 happens <clears throat> and so doom 3 was initially kind of i if i remember they they were trying to push it as like a re-imaging uh they were trying to kind of like re like retcon doom and the reason why they were doing this is they they had a completely new game engine. I'm trying to remember if this was when they when id had gotten purchased. Actually, now I'm trying I'm trying to remember the the business mechanics behind it too. But they had a completely new game engine. Uh, they had access, you know, in 2004 they had access to a, a slew of different uh, graphics options. Um, but the the big change for Doom Three in in game mechanics was it slowed everything down like it was so freaking slow as far as like it's it's doom is concerned um right so doom one and doom two like and and actually doom four you 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 run around and you feel like you're you're a squirrel on crack like I mean, it, you and you can go faster too. At least, at least in Doom, I haven't figured out the the trick in Doom Four yet. But like in Doom, you you had like cheat codes that you could like even faster. And so, like I mean, it was literally you felt like you were a, a, a cracked up squirrel. And then Doom Three comes along, and it feels like you have concrete boots on. Is the kind of the feeling that you get. Um, <laughs> And and so there was there was there was very very big mixed reactions to Doom Three, um, the atmosphere, the graphics, uh, the storytelling was. And I hesitate on the storytelling because actually a lot of people blame the storytelling for the reason why, um, but the graphics was was just amazing. Like they were they were very well done. The atmosphere, amazingly well done. The gameplay was simply atrocious and the horror effects like they were just very cheap gotcha things. Um, Yes. Now, the other thing that Doom 3 did introduce and I have to, you know, I'm trying to be fair on this one. They did introduce cutscenes to Doom Mm -hmm. 3. Um, And basically what they did was they used those cutscenes to deliver the story. And that basically was used to give purpose and kind of present the context of what you were doing uh, and why you were seeing new enemies all of a sudden. And I mean, like this was, this was the complete opposite as far as <laughs> they're talking about the flashlight <laughs> in chat. Oh, <laughs> Damn flashlights. All right. Look, PTSD <laughs> is something I don't need brought up. But that flashlight. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, one of the all right. As far as like like AAA games go, that was like one of the worst flashlights in history. It was it was it was showcasing how you don't do a flashlight. Really Meanwhile, was. every other indie developer and their mother that is out there to this day still thinks that flashlight is amazing. And I would just like to tell you here and now, you are wrong. <laughs> Oh, that flat! I ran with. I I didn't even turn that thing on half the time. I was like, "Why was even it have worth it? it? 
it's it just is useless. Like, oh my god! Give well, me, and the, and give, give me oh, the problem like, was is like the reason why the isolation did right. And just give me like a motion sensor or something for God's sake. The and problem, the problem with Doom Three and the flashlight was that you had to have it to see, yes. and you couldn't. Like, you turn it on, and it was like, oh. There's a gray shape moving towards me. I hope it's an enemy because I'm going to shoot at it. Oh, no, it wasn't. (laughs) All right. Well, cool. And and the shame of it comes down to like how the collectibles and everything worked in Doom 3, because that's what it basically kind of introduced in a lot of ways. Right. Right. Hundreds of stuff. So many things to grab. Like, I, I. I praise the new Doom for, like, how many things there are to actually, like, pick up and investigate and, mm-hmm. like, have interfaced with. But the original, like, Doom 3, if there was anything that they did that was proper, it was actually filling a lot of blanks that were, like, missing from the, you know, Doom 1, Doom 2. And I say a lot of blanks. It's like, here's a gaping hole that basically has hell inside of it. Um, that is basically what Doom 3 ended up, like, trying to take care of. Mm-hmm. It's just an absolute shame that like half of them were missed because of the the mechanics being 100% too dark. And that was one of the biggest complaints that I had with the game and I had to like I was actually getting to the point where I was like four four levels in and I was like I heard there were so many collectibles in this game what is going on? I Google <laughs> Why do search. I only have 5? <laughs> yes. I Google searched and I I had to see like how many there was that were there and I was like I have I have right now like ten I am like four missions in I'm supposed to have like thirty <laughs> what is going on I am and I blind started to be, I I start no like I was literally like blinded by the game because of the weight oh. but I had to dig a little deeper and I found out that that was a common complaint for a lot of people. Uh, it is legitimately because of that flashlight. So they tried adding a story and it didn't work because of their own game mechanics, <laughs> which just goes back ironically to the original quote that we had about <laughs> here's the Doom Bible and that the story is pretty much meaningless and it may as well have been. There are a few things that will get me, like, angered, but when you give me a, especially as somebody that, like, loves horror games, when you set up Doom 3 as being a horror title, and you give me a flashlight, and all of the good (laughs) stuff is behind, for the story, is behind figuring out this flashlight. (laughs) That was the real big bad of Doom 3. It that wasn't was the, it the wasn't, final boss. It wasn't the demons. It was your own flashlight. That no, that was my own personal portal to hell. Was that <laughs> flashlight? That thing was awful. They're talking about the flashlight mods. <laughs> in the, in the, so Doom Three, they had mods that were specifically. They weren't mods that made guns more powerful. They weren't mods mm-hmm. that added. They were mods to duct tape the flashlight to the gun. Like, uh huh. That's it. Uh huh. Oh man. So, but from a story, well, and and the cool thing is, is like from a story perspective, Doom Three did it. It expanded yeah. so much of the world because you had. Um, 
you had internal emails that you could collect. You had, you know, audio or voicemails that you could you could listen into between like all the all the scientists and the staff and everything. Um, you had uh, video booths and televisions that would be playing uh, news, propaganda, visitor information, kind of similar to what we see with Destiny Two, like in the Arcology, where if you walk through Arcology, you have all the the, the commercials going on. Very similar to that. Um, you had uh, technical data about what was going on with the Martian base and even your weapons. Like they had breakout schematics of the weapons laying around. Um, and the, the other thing with Doom 3 was that this was the this was the first Doom in which you actually played on Mars. Now, the reason you're on Mars. Uh, so remember, Doom 2 ends and you're in hell. Uh, Doom guys in hell after being on Earth. So a lot of people were very confused by Doom 3 because originally, again, originally they kind of were, they were kind of presenting it as a a re-image of Doom. So they were trying to go back to the beginning, and I really honestly, I mean, they, they just, they didn't. Uh, so that's why you're back on Mars. You're, you're on Mars because basically they're trying to tell the story of Doom one with the new graphics um which also kind of explains the the entire reason of like the game is kind of like oh what are these these tablets that we've discovered like whereas after doom 2 you should know don't touch the tablets um doom 3 really kind of goes back to the discovery of those ruins um on the marsh and soil um you find and basically what happens is you find these tablets which uh, allow which then you see the introduction of this concept of like an old race on Mars, a Martian, you know, the Martians, uh, which that is where in this game they introduce the idea of teleporter technology. And this kind of enters into Warhammer territory because part of the way they teleport is they go through hell. <laughs> they, they, they basically punch a hole into hell and then back out and you like it's like nightcrawlers teleportation mm-hmm. thing um and so basically what happens is they punch a hole demons start coming out and there's this um this cube uh which is how basically the the martian race who had discovered the teleportation concept they they that's basically they sacrifice themselves to this thing called the soul cube and then that cube by you it was basically a uh oh what's the what's the dragon ball z thing the soul bomb a spirit bomb spirit bomb it's basically a spirit bomb against demons Mm -hmm. uh the cube was supercharged by the sacrifices of the entire race of the aliens uh and then was so like they all sacrificed themselves and then the soul cube was held by the strongest warrior so you'll start seeing a parallel here strongest warrior that defeated the demons and contained them and drove them back into hell to be contained so guess we're guess who's gonna be the strongest warrior to take the soul cube yay doom guy so that's I that's kind of guess i yeah it's just like what um and it's then, like the main plot point that this game has, or this <laughs> franchise has, and it's like the only plot point that this franchise has. It really is. Anyway. And I love it. <laughs> so, so, again, similar to the very original story of the Doom 
the original Doom, the Doom Three really focuses on the Marine. Uh, and again, it's the 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 same old concept. He's not incarcerated though in Doom Three. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. He was just sent there on a routine mission, and then he gets mm-hmm. basically trapped. Um, the uh, the one of the biggest differences, like we kind of said, was uh, Doom Three is set on Mars itself. Whereas Doom and Doom 2 were Phobos and Deimos. Uh, And in Doom 1 and Doom 2, Mars had always been presented as as not being under threat. It was always secured by the humans. Uh, Doom 3 kind of turns that on its head and and presents an invasion taking place on Mars. And that, I mean, that's really it. Like, basically, they, uh, they take this um they take the soul cube and they they try to close the hell gates um and then beard i know you wanted oh, to oh, do talk you, do you want do you, me to do you want to talk now or do you want me to jump through doom 4 real quick and we can come back cuz doom 3 is the one that you were yeah, um, I, I feel like we're going to be on actually Doom 4 for a while. That's true. I have, uh, I have quite a few things I can okay. add in. Yeah, so. go ahead and go ahead and take take a but, uh, few minutes. Moral of the story, boys and girls, if you want to actually play through Doom 3 and play through a, a good version <laughs> of it, you just had to wait another three years, four years. I think it was almost almost four years. It was, uh, it was like three and a quarter, if memory serves. Uh, there was this little game called uh, Dead Space that came out in 2008. And uh, scene by scene, play by play, the opening is basically the exact same for Doom 3 and Dead Space. Now take that for what you will, <laughs> but overall, it really felt like they took a ton of inspiration from that opening scene in Doom 3. And they were like, you know what? We're going to make this better. (laughs) And so they did. They got rid of all the flashlight mechanics. They got rid of all the other bull. The only difference is, oh, wait, there really isn't a difference. The idea behind Doom 3 uh, is that they started to present the fact that they needed to create this. It wasn't like the, the demons were just there to invade. It was now we're actually utilizing this stuff. And this is actually very important because they utilize a lot of these ideas uh, further in Doom, uh, the newest Doom, Doom mm-hmm. 4, even though it's just called Doom. Um, <laughs> it's confusing me. <laughs> it confuses me so much. What, what What's that about, like, terrible movie sequels? Because <laughs> oh, I feel like that's what they were channeling <laughs> for this franchise. And the only thing that they needed behind it was, like, Doom Resurrection, <laughs> and it would have been perfect. Uh, Doom uh, Extinction. <laughs> yes, thank you. Alien vs. Doom, the the sequelitis. I don't know. Um, the the biggest thing though with the the energy that they were attempting to like channel, the Earth is kind of like in this energy crisis, and all of this is going to probably sound really familiar if you listen to the uh, the Dead Space uh, extra lore cast that we had done a couple months back. But the the entire idea is that Earth is in an energy crisis and they need to figure out a way out of it. So instead of creating like shock point drives and everything and try to find different planets to basically like steal their resources from, 
they effectively just go ahead and find a way to tap into hell. And they utilize that for energy instead. Yeah, like like I said, you can basically play Dead Space and get a better version of Doom. It's not quite the same, because it doesn't have the same enemies, but it's still just about the same exact game. <laughs> it's not quite and the same, but it's still the same. But it's still pretty much the same. Uh and I and I feel like it uh, it encapsulates the idea of horror a little bit more because there aren't there are still cheap jump scares, but it's still to the point where it kind of respects you a little bit more. That was one of my biggest problems with Doom Three is that a lot of the scenarios that they set you up into were just basically there to not necessarily make you think or do much. It was just there to scare you with, with these stupid awful jump scares and it was just it was not the the further i played it the worse that it got uh and i remember back when it came out everybody was like you gotta play this it's so good and i'm like they're like put headsets on and i'm just like what if i'm like a big horror fan already they're like you're probably gonna hate it i'm like great one of my best (laughs) franchises that i've absolutely loved and they've destroyed it that's exactly what i wanted to hear um <laughs> you're probably gonna hate it <laughs> yeah i was just like that does not fill me with like much at all uh part of it is too and this this comes from you know sheer sheer ignorance on my part uh sheer unwant to really get like through it at all uh i do not know the extent of the emails and the logs that are within doom 3 so i can't necessarily talk too much on them i know that there were like just the little hints and tricks on like what they were doing and what experiments they were running and what led to the invasion by hell but to my knowledge they don't really go into it too much until the recent game and i find it funny because it's like 12 years or no i'm sorry 22 years after the original game comes out that we finally start to get these answers of like what it was they were actually trying to do in the original game because confirmed doom three was an attempted reboot. Meanwhile, as you'll kind of start to feel with doom four, it actually feels like it's more of a sequel to doom two. And, and I don't necessarily say that too lightly. Like, it really does feel like they, they set it up as just saying, we tried something new at Doom 3, we know it sucked, we're sorry, here's a better game where you don't even have to worry about reloading again. Yay. Because again, in Doom 3, you had to reload, it was so and annoyed. that was not Doom, okay? <laughs> that was not Doom. It was not Doom. Doom. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep getting angry about that. <laughs> the if I other keep fun, thinking about the it. other funny thing, I just looked it up. The expansion for Doom Three. Oh no! No 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 no! Resurrection of Evil. Yes, I know. <laughs> I saw the boxes. I had a giggle. Oh my god! Hmm. <laughs> oh, Doom Three. Mm, Doom Three. It makes me so mad. But let's let's jump into <laughs> just play Dead Space, in. kids. <laughs> just, just do yourself a favor. Carry uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> let's 
let's jump to Doom Four. Doom, I guess, as as most people are know as know it as. Um. So, <clears throat> Doom Four, like Beard, I just kind of said, Doom Four really kind of seems to be the successor of Doom Two, and the reason is is because within the very first level that you you start off in. First off, you're you start you're on Mars, so you're you're back on Mars, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, you know, why are we back on Mars?" Well, it actually gets explained really well. You you wake up, and you, so you wake up as, as this unknown individual again, character, no name, and you're chained to what looks to be like an altar with all these symbols and all this stuff, kind of dr- just drizzled around and and what appears to be blood. And First off, just to step in, best opening sequence. Oh my gosh! Shooter oh my history. gosh! I loved. I literally, I played it about five minutes before the the episode because I got the, got it on the mm. demo. I was like, oh my gosh, this intro is so fun. But so you you wake up and you're chained, like you are chained to this altar type tomb thing that you because you when you first open your eyes in the game. You're looking at the inside of what this looks like a sarcophagus. And then you look down and that's when you notice you're chained. Um, And as you're like kind of pulling at the chains, all of a sudden out of the corner of your eye, a a, what what you come to find out, it's not an imp. It's a um, I I kind of identify them as shamblers. But like it's just (laughs) I I mean, really, they're kind of that's kind of what they are. They don't really do much. Um, It's it's basically a, a possessed it's, I think it's a de- it's it's a demon. I can't remember what what they call them, well, but it's one of the lower say, level ones. Liter- legitimately, just called the possessed within the game. Uh, okay, there are, so there they're are just the scientists layers. that are. Yeah, there there's several layers of like possessed that exist. Uh, there's possessed, and they're of course aptly named in in simplistic fashion. Uh, the the first though is just the the ones that you see are the possessed. They're effectively like civilian level uh, or scientist level if they are hanging around on the facility. Uh, there's not a whole ton behind them. Yeah. Uh, but you also have they engineers. They go down really fast. Yeah. You've got engineers, soldiers. Uh, the, these are the guys that take a little bit more abuse. They're the ones that do uh, present a little bit more of a challenge as you kind of go along. Uh, but they're grafted with either the... Uh, the clothing that they were wearing, uh, or they have additional like armor or something like that. That is also stuck to them. Uh, they're, they're disfigured. They're conformed. They're twisted. Uh, and there, there's obviously something that has had more of an influence on them, which as a side note stands as stark difference to the original doom, because you were kind of quote unquote fighting other Marines before that in in the original doom like they were possessed but they were not altered to this point mm-hmm. and i think that might have been a time a time difference right too yeah they're, um, because i think yeah, they're, they're, there's definitely <laughs> sorry. some stuff there no, it's, it's fine i think in the original doom it was because they had just gotten possessed and then yes from what i've kind of seen so far in doom for I'm just calling it Doom Four, well, guys. I'm just calling yeah, it Doom Four. Well. Like I'm, 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 well. I'm like in Doom there was this, but in Doom it was no Doom Four. In Doom Four, the it kind of gets the idea name like for the new Doom is 
Doom 3, the real one. (laughs) Fair enough. I'll accept that one as well. Um, But it seems like there's been more time that has passed since they were possessed. It's kind of kind of the feel I got because the the entire base is kind of in shambles, too. Um, It it is and it isn't. you'll i think you granted i have only experienced like the first half of the first level so definitely take beards definitely take beards (laughs) perception on this more than mine in the uh second level actually there is a uh a small uh and and this is kind of like how doom's been doing it where or the newer one they have some things that you can uh grab up and collect and so on but as you go through, there are also logs that you see uh, that are either visual or or read to you, which is kind of cool. Uh, but the the one is Olivia uh, actually looking at you, and it kind of explains like what it is that kind of like went down on the facility. Like mm. no no holds barred, they let you know. Uh, That's true. Yeah, but it it seems like this actually happened recently, like very quickly. And it starts to ask the question of, well, is it because of the energy that they've kind of um, started to encapsulate here? Or is there is there like other other reasons behind the transformation being so far advanced, especially like looking at them being twisted and uh, disconfigured the way they are? It's definitely, like I said, different from the original Doom. that I keep jumping in on you, Blue. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I mean, basically, <laughs> basically, that's the extent of my knowledge as far as like my experience. I know like the basic plot because you know mm. the wikis are amazing, but right. um, like as far as like actual gameplay, I like I said up until this at this evening, I had I had really ignored a lot of Doom uh, Four because of my experience with doom three. And because like it just doom three, I mean, it really did. It ruined it because that what doom. So fair warning. If you haven't figured this out, we're like nearly an hour into the podcast. If you haven't figured it out, (laughs) doom is a very special type of game. It's a very, uh, that's probably a bad word choice. It's a very unique style. Um, it's very gory. It's very violent. It's, you know, and there are people who genuinely don't enjoy it, and that's completely fine. I mean, I'm not. I you know, you you know that more than anybody probably that I don't push games on people if they don't enjoy them. But for those of us who really in, enjoy, you know, the running gun genre, you know, whether that's because you want to just have something you don't you don't have to think about, or if that's just you know that's what whatever for those who really enjoy it doom three was really a damper um and it and it and the the i think the shock for me for doom three was always it was part of the doom series and then that happened and it was like okay well we've changed we've changed this the the genre that we're going with so when doom came out it was kind of or doom four came out it was kind of like uh, I don't really like I've already been disappointed by these guys, but Bethesda is making it and like I'm I'm pretty loyal to Bethesda. So I, I, mm. I, I've never really been super disappointed with them. Um, yeah, so there was this thing uh, and I, I mean, I, I did look at it a little bit like from a from a, you know, 
50 foot view. And I just never, like everyone was, everyone focused on the multiplayer because that's what everyone wanted in this, in this day and age is that multiplayer. Um, and I just honestly, I'd have no interest in the multiplayer on doom. That was one of my biggest fears when I saw that. I, yeah, I thought, well, and I was was afraid, I was afraid they were taking Titanfall's route and there was like the only thing was multiplayer. And so that definitely also was like, eh, and I admit I did not do a lot of research on it. Um, but having played the first like half of the the first level, which is very, very, very just dipping my toe in the water, it's it's very similar. You you were one hundred percent right. This is very much like going back. And Shay just put this in chat. It's going back to the roots. It's going back. It's a it's an it's definitely an advance because you know graphics. Uh, you have a dual shock controller that was never even imagined when in ninety three. Um, you know, this, there, there, there are new systems that they're playing with, but it's, it's definitely a throwback to the original roots of doom in, in that you don't have a reload. You really don't have to think when you're playing. Um, it's super fast. It's super just like, even though you have like the ability to, uh, what do they call mod your, is it modding or is it, is it modding? that they call it in game. I'm trying to remember if there's a term for it, but like I, you can, you can mod your weapons. You can mod your weapons in your, your Praetor suit, which is, uh, well, I'm going to get to that in just a second, but like you can mod all that. But even those decisions are like, do you want to fight? Do you want something to blow up or do you want something to electrocute? Like that's the mm-hmm. choice. It's not, it's not like, well, this would be good against this or at least not so far. I'm, I'm assuming that there probably is some, some strategy maybe, but Doom was never really about that, so it's a big, it's a big kind of throwback to it. Um, and in in today's collection of first person shooters, that's actually kind of a refreshing thing. Is like I don't have to think about it, you know, I don't have to have a strategy when I get get jump in. So I'm actually I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, well, that was uh, that was something that uh, famed. Famed uh, comic, I guess, no punctuation guy, Yahtzee, mm-hmm. had brought up about it. Uh, he had basically said, well, you know, it's another it's another first-person shooter, so how's this going to end up going? You know, you're, <laughs> right. you're probably going to end up taking, like, a lot of the, the arena-style shooting out of it, make it into a corridor shooter, right? And then he finds out, no, that's not the case. And then he's like, well, then you're going to go ahead and have, like, some stupid, you know, bull uh reload mechanics that are embedded <laughs> in it too. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait a minute, what is it you're trying to pull on me here, Bethesda? You know, the <laughs> the, the game itself was so refreshing for me when I started playing it and why, you know, our our almost our entire conversation uh pre show with uh between myself and Blue was like, no dude, you need to buy this game. Mm-hmm. Like it's sub twenty dollars now, you need to buy this game. Um it's just it's it's this fantastic way that they've uh on a you know completely story based idea it's I, I feel that they've done a fantastic meshing of how a story can be told while keeping the action prevalent and oh, then yeah. along with that having a codex beside <laughs> yes so i love like, the codex mm, i love the ui for the codex by the way yeah the it, ui is so, amazing it's simplistic but expansive Mm-hmm. They could easily go ahead and add in some more uh, 
findables if they had ever decided to do some extra story-based DLC for it. It would have been perfect for it. It would have all flowed well enough with it. Uh, and as you actually unlock uh, some of the newer uh, entries within the codex, uh, you start to learn more about how modifications were like thought of and managed uh, for, for weapons especially. But then you start to find out some more stuff even about the uh, the creatures that you're fighting as well. Right, yeah. Like, they do such a good job with it. But I'm, I'm going to gush about, like, the the actual gameplay uh, aspect so often when it comes down to this title. Uh, but it, only because for the way that Doom played before, there wasn't, like, any, as we discussed, any meshing between, like, story and action it was all just there it is this one finally allowed you know so many years after the fact finally allowed the inclusion that you could have story and action elements just shoved all together and it's it's this beautiful mesh yeah and i almost i'm you know as you were as you were saying that it almost makes me kind of look at doom 3 in a different way because Doom 1 and Doom 2 were one side of the pendulum swing, and then they had Doom 3, which kind of feels like the opposite. Like, it was like the, wow, too much story. And yeah. this kind of Doom 4 kind of feels like we're we're catching the pendulum right in that sweet spot, you know, right where yeah. that, that middle thing. Um, you know, like, the the explanation is this really cool thing in, in Doom 4, because, like, the one, one of the... It's not a cutscene, but it's an in-game and oh, his attitude. I love, I love Doom Guy's attitude mm. when uh, what's the the still, doctor, still the doctor who's trying talk, to help him. Oh yeah, no, he doesn't talk, but the doctor's like, we we could be teams, and he like picks up the computer and throws it across the room and smashes it into the wall. It was like, oh, that's that's a that's a pretty big no. <laughs> like, yep, but um, but like so. Like the one of the first things that happen is you you wake up you're chained to this 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 sarcophagus thing, and you get free basically you break the chains which you're you're gonna start figuring out this is Doom Guy pretty quick if you you know obviously going into it you probably should know that but if you didn't this is this is definitely something that is um he is very strong he is very very powerful he breaks the chain kills the possessed that are that are coming at him and as he's leaving the room he basically activates this this really cool way of delivering information that's done through a hologram and the the best way that i can kind of think of this and and i i feel weird saying this is actually from the division um Mm -hmm. where there are if i remember from the beta there were story points that you could see like reenacted through a uh, hologram type thing. And that's yeah. pretty much what you see in here. Like you, uh, you have, and this is, this is where you're introduced. You don't know her name at this point. This is where you're introduced to the main antagonist of the game, uh, Dr. Olivia Pierce. Um, mm-hmm. And she is basically the hologram is her walking into the room. The sarcophagus is still closed and there are people kind of like, look at what they look like they're worshiping it um and she like walks around and basically she's she's talking about oh we can't let him escape so you start getting this kind of idea okay something something is going on obviously and you open the door and that's when you find your praetor suit now 
Oh my gosh, the Praetor suit. <laughs> you want to talk about gushing over something. This thing is amazing. Um, yeah. To, fi- to finally, like, see it in oh, yeah. detail. Oh, um, and, to, and to see it, like, outside. back and look at it. Yeah, that's what it was like. I was like, yes. And then you, like, the, the cut scene or the little scenes where he's, like, playing with his hand. And you can see, mm-hmm. like, the, the mechanic servos in the hand. And so, oh, my gosh, it's so cool. Yes. But, like, so you walk into this room and it's the, it's the Praetor suit, which is the suit that, like, has always been the Doom Marine suit. Like, this is the 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 marine suit from doom and it's it's actually actually described as being nearly invincible um the ingrain i'm gonna i'm actually just gonna read this in-game description it's from a uac yeah oh my gosh it's so good so the uac report file and there's uh it's hgfltgtv uh it says quote additional relics were found in the tomb alongside the doom marine some incantation tablets, and an ancient combat suit which was given a name, the Praetor Suit. When found, it was encased in an inscribed stone tomb. The suit was extracted from the rock, cleaned, and subjected to numerous tolerance tests, and found to be almost impervious to any damage. It appeared to have some mechanical function as well. Small receptors on the gloves and chest plate that attracted argent plasma and dissipated it through calipari tubes in the substructure. Markings on the armor were also consistent with images of a man or humanoid seen in several of the tablets and stones found on other expeditions. Sorry. (laughs) It just makes me laugh. The same markings were also noted on the helix stone. Despite it being clear that the suit can be activated in some way, no method has been found to do it. It appears to be missing a component, likely the Doom Marine himself. End quote. Um, Oh my gosh. I love the Praetor suit, but yeah, yeah. So this is this is again a nod to Doom One and Doom Two, because you see that he's being referenced as the the hero. And oh, sorry, that was a big thing in Doom Two. In Doom Two, at the end, you see the Doom Marine actually be referred to as our hero, mm-hmm. um, which was a big thing because he was always kind of like because remember in Doom he had been incarcerated for be for assaulting an officer. He was a criminal. He was never very looked up to in throughout the game. Uh, he was always kind of like that, that um, destroy like the Wreck-It Ralph basically figure. Like he just yeah. destroyed things. That was what he did. And so then at the end of Doom 2, when he literally saves humanity, um, they refer to him as our hero. And so now you're kind of seeing a, a nod a little bit back to that with this Praetor suit being very similar to, you know, those tablets and these historical discoveries that you, that the, the UAC has found on other expeditions. Um, you also see like they mentioned the Helix stone and all these things. Um, so the doom, doom Marine puts on the Praetor suit and that's when that's how I, how I say it. That's when the fun starts because, Oh my gosh, it's and and so like we already kind of see that the doom doom marine is pretty strong because he broke the chains but mm-hmm. everything is like amped to the max with the praetor suit uh, a lot of people are are argue that the suit is actually what is responsible for basically his superhuman abilities i kind of I, I don't know if i'm on board fully with that one 
Um, but because because he broke the chains before he even had the suit, but it definitely seems to be the suit was what allows him to travel between hell and back without getting really messed up. Um, but yeah, yeah, Doom guy rides again from from chat. Well, but yeah. Oh my gosh, I just the the seeing the suit, like walking in the room and seeing the suit. I was just like, I'm just gonna stand here for a minute because, like, I have wanted to see a high res, like official high res of this suit, like in a game like this for so long, and and actually getting so, a chance to see it. I was like, this is this is amazing. Because even the like the cover art for the manuals and uh, a few other renditions that we've seen. I don't think have necessarily done it justice for no. how powerful the suit could be and for like what all actually goes into it. And this actually ties back to a, a couple different things. Uh, before I get there, though, there's actually a second uh, entry, if you would like me to read about the Doom Ring. Oh, yeah, go for it. Without doubt, the UAC's most remarkable recent discovery was uncovered in its expedition to Hell's Kadagir Sanctum. After several kilometers through nearly impassable terrain, the team discovered a sealed tomb, its entrance and walls covered in protective runes and imprisonment incantations. Once opened, the tomb revealed many artifacts, including the Praetor Suit. Most notable, however, was an enormous sarcophagus bound to the center bedrock of the tomb with thick iron bands, seemingly anchored to the uh, to prevent anything from getting in or out. It was initially believed this sarcophagus must hold a rare or powerful demon, but when later opened, it revealed the body of a man. The body was not petrified or decomposed. In fact, he appeared to be only sleeping despite the fact that the bed he lay in seemed millennia old. Attempts to wake the man were fruitless, and to harm him even more so, as a protective argent barrier around the body kept him safe from harm in permanent stasis. The UAC archivist cataloged the discovery DM-1-5, but project personnel had soon dubbed him the Doom Marine. While the history of this man remains conjecture, the Helix Stone, as well as other artifacts found at the Argent Fracture and during the Hell Expedition of ECM-13, have shed some light on his identity. An etching in the Book of Deva, another discovery at the Kadagir Expedition, depicts the doomed marine wearing the Praetor's suit, engaging demons in battle as a hooded figure looks on. This image had been previously observed numerous uh, numerous times in other artifacts, but only with the actual discovery of the Doom Marine and Praetor suit in the sealed Kadagir tomb uh, have researchers begun to put other pieces together. It is now believed the Doom Marine might have been part of an ancient group or tribe, maybe even their leader. Whether he is god, demon, or human will remain undetermined until the argent barrier protecting his body can be deactivated. Further deepening the mystery of his origin, UAC remote monitoring drones in service during the Kadagir expedition recorded a goodness recorded a pro- protracted and deadly battle uh, during the sarcophagus extraction. 
the demons attempting to defend the tomb with a instinctual ferocity previously unobserved. Once tethered and returned to the UAC, the sarcophagus was studied and first opened in, at the Lazarus Labs, but went missing a few weeks later. It was believed that Samuel Hayden had the body and Prater suit moved and hidden uh, to secure it, uh, keep it secure. Although why he considered it to be th- uh, under threat is not known. A final note to date, the Doom Marine and Samuel Hayden are the only non-demon entities to successfully cross over from the Hell Dimension to our own, despite several attempts by other UAC human personnel do the same. Dun dun dun. Yes. Now, one thing, though, that that kind of leads through is you, you heard this thing called Argent Energy. Uh, and this is something that we actually start to kind of realize more and more as we go through the game. Uh, but it's something that uh, has now been mentioned with the Praetor suit and now has also been showcased uh, kind of shielding the Doom Marine even inside the sarcophagus. Uh, long story short, it is Hell Energy. And this is, again, where they start to really put in a lot more of these ideas of like what uh, the UAC and Earth is trying to do to combat this uh, energy crisis that exists on Earth. Uh, and there's two codex entries that they have for Argent ent- uh, Energy, and I'm going to read those off. Mm-hmm. Early in the development of the Argent Accumulator, it was discovered that Argent Plasma compressed into Hayden uh, radius spheres, named after Samuel Hayden, would retain its structure when charged with enough radioactive isotope. Once formed in the surface tension of the plasma sphere is broken, the energy cache contained within will quickly discharge, energizing anything it comes into contact with. Argent caches were the forerunner of the Argent accumulator, but their vulnerability to blunt force makes their use too unpredictable. There are still hundreds of these prototype Argent caches to be found around the Argent facility and have become somewhat of a collector's item among UAC employees. Should you find an Argent cache, please report your findings to departmental enforcers. The second entry, Argent energy is produced by neutron activation of Argent plasma, a new and powerful substance that was discovered on Mars. This produces an exothermic reaction where recorded temperatures within the plasma have exceeded previously accepted thermiotic limits. Though a process not yet fully understood, argent plasma remains stable and self-contained throughout. Conventional nuclear power is obsolete. What used to take a nuclear reactor 12 months to produce can be generated in a few seconds by the Argent Tower and packaged into an Argent accumulator no longer larger than Samuel Hayden's hand. Argent plasma was originally discovered by the SSM Amundsen. Yes, okay. Weird name. Discovered by the SS Amundsen when it landed in the Promethei Terra region on Mars in 2095 as part of the UAC Geological Survey mission Frontier. While searching for liquid water springs, the survey bot discovered a narrow trench which has now become known as the Argent Fracture. The fracture emitted a substance that at first appeared to be an electrical gas cloud. However, deeper analysis of the substance showed it to be an entirely new form of matter with a quantum signature never before recorded. 
Initial tests on this new matter immediately showed its potential. When two mega-Kelvin cutting lasers were fired at the substance, it absorbed the heat with ease and remained self-contained. A second expedition was planned to further analyze this remarkable new argent plasma. There has been speculation that the development of argent energy goes beyond traditional science and bleeds into the realm of SEFT, spiritual energy field theory. Experiments in this fringe science have been heavily criticized in the past as their development often involves occult-like practices and the channeling of resources from poorly understood extra-dimensional resources. Coupled with the reports of cultish practices within the UAC, there are deep concerns over how Argent energy is being produced and if it is indeed safe. The UAC (laughs) has refused to reveal the details, despite uh, repeated requests by the Global Science Council. Despite concern over the safety of producing energy with a process that is not fully understood, excuse me, freaking sinus is killing me. Uh, Let me restart that sentence. Despite concern over the safety of producing energy with a process that is not fully understood, the need for a reliable energy source since the depletion of plutonium and uranium reserves is a powerful argument. When the UAC unveiled an Argent Energy-powered hand-sized 24-volt battery with over 12,000 megawatt hours, the future of energy supply within the solar system was set. One battery array could power an entire city block for several months. Researchers at the Global Science Council have speculated that the UAC's most advanced battery technology, the RG accumulator, can hold over 30,000 megawatt hours, but that the UAC is deliberately bottlenecking the production to maintain more control over the market value. The UAC has no comment on the matter. <laughs> Long story short, Earth's government gets overthrown, and you've got new energy types that are kind of being uh, thrown into everything, and it's just, it, it's uh, it's going along very well, and I, I mentioned it before with the Dead Space link-up, but it goes uh, still very much along that line. There needed to be something else that they needed to like portray uh everything as uh for for the the need for hell to exist otherwise there's no reason for it to even be there it's just like uh an invasion maybe that's even more tired and lame here it's actually like a a fair reason for it which i love yeah, because I'm reading. I'm reading right now about the the UAC's difference in in Doom Four as compared to the you know other Doom One and Doom Two, especially like in Doom right. Three. If this is this article is actually saying like if you consider Doom Three even in the same universe, yeah, which we've kind of talked about, but if you do like Doom Three, they were kind of like really um, trying to cover up the thing, and in, in like Doom Four. They they don't even care. Like they don't even care about it. They're like, yeah, we're experimenting on on hell, hellish creatures. Yeah, we're going to hell. We're trying. We're trying to get into, you know, blah blah. blah. We're trying to do all this stuff. Um, and I think I was reading there was a there was an excerpt uh, or a uh, a note from oh uh, 
Olivia Pierce <laughs> talking about the illusion of heaven and like how she's like, I'm just going to go and I'm going to be the whatever she calls herself and you all are going to be forgotten and blah, blah, blah. And then she ends it and she's like, thank you for your service. May you all rot in hell. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so yeah, like UAC in, in Doom 4 is is very uh very much more like tongue in cheek about what they're doing um yeah you know and in this this article is actually making a point like due to the self-knowing nature or they say quote due to the self-knowing nature of everyone and everything in this universe it is hard to say what are clear easter eggs in some instances or actual artifacts to make this self-referential world more consistent with itself end quote which actually i didn't even think about that but yeah that that would make because there were a lot of easter eggs in doom and Doom 2, you know, that called out. And yeah, if if that's the case, though, if they are actually, you know, aware, that would make the argument for Easter eggs kind of difficult to make. But Yes, it would. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm... Uh... So therefore what I'm what I'm trying to say for the past hour and 40 minutes is there's a story <laughs> in Doom. Yes. And Doom 4 actually is well Doom 3 did a really big job in in a terrible fashion in kind of introducing yeah. the idea. Doom 4, you know, like we've been saying, Doom 4 kind of brings that back into line with the original series. And I'm I'm there were books, weren't there? There were some novels uh, or not no I don't know if you call them novels, they're short books. But yeah, I don't know if they were technically said it at the uh, at the top at the of the start, show right, for us right. here in uh, chat. But yeah, there were uh, there were three books that were made. Uh, there was romance and a bunch of other weird stuff that was interlinked with them. It did not make a ton of sense with the actual universe, <laughs> and it is still questioned if they are in if any way laced with canon. Well, and. See now, now I'm gonna spend the next like two hours reading up on the UAC. Yeah, no, they're they're like a super, uh, super super interesting organization, uh, especially like brought to the limelight the way it is in Doom Four. Like they're they're, <laughs> they're talking incredibly about, different. <laughs> they're talking about posters of Super Turkey Puncher Three. <laughs> oh Lordy Lou. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god, I love I love the, the randomness sometimes of these games. I know. There, there's oh. actually some. Uh, there's some arcade machines. They've got some other posters. Yeah, there's from like uh, the, the original like Do- Do- classic knockoffs. Yeah, there's a classic off. Doom movie poster. Yeah. Um, try Doom and RPG. Oh, yeah. So like the Super Turkey Puncher Three is oh, apparently that, that one is is apparently something that was in Doom Three, and mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is Doom Four, but say Doom, and like in Doom and Doom RPG, the original series exists in a time kind of known video game series to the people of the future that mysteriously mirrors the accidents and incidences. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, but Super Turkey Puncher 3 <laughs> just cracks me up. I want a game it's now great. that I want that it's game great. to exist now. I mean, it kind of right. does. So it does. If you, I was going to say, if you if you want to, let me uh, let me introduce you to the 3DO. Uh, ah, God, <laughs> that's that's bringing back some some awkward memories. Wow. <laughs> Wow. All right. So I just mentioned the Jaguar and I mentioned the 3DO in an episode. Wow. All right. This should tell you plenty about me, kids. Oh, man. So I don't know if you want to because it is the BFG, but I've got three entries on the BFG. Oh, yeah. I mean, what's Doom without the BFG? (laughs) I really... Really, what it, it's like the the that so, and that and the chainsaw or like the the big well that and Praetor suit actually. This this might actually interest you and make you really want the game even more. Which is like, I'm not trying to sell it to you because I think you're already <laughs> sold. But the 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 main idea that I I love behind the chainsaw and the uh, the BFG they keybound. Uh, the chainsaw and the uh, the the chainsaw and the BFG to separate buttons completely, so they're like quick access oh, uh, no. on the keyboard, <laughs> which is great. And they also gave them like secondary ammo counters, so that you can always see what ammo amount they have. So it's like, hmm, I'm always okay with getting this stuff. Also, increased chance with some of the artifacts later on to actually get BFG ammo on certain glory kills. Nice. Yeah, they made it more of a a thing, which I love. Um, but yeah, you're if you if you don't know what the BFG is, you're you're hard pressed to understand like the best gun in I would probably say any shooter <laughs> quite frankly uh it's so and, much fun and they only made it better <laughs> like they took ridiculous and they just amped it up they were like forget it forget it just what's just balance what's balance it, <laughs> just make it ridiculous Give it, give it that, you know, that this is the clincher. It's that gun. Just do it. And being uh, like what we talked about uh, before with the uh, with like Argent Energy and uh, utilizing uh, the this Ceph science, uh, that's actually all the stuff that actually goes into the BFG. And all it does is turn that into like weaponized form. So you are legitimately killing things at the spiritual level. (laughs) I love it. I ab. All right. You know what? Do we got time that I can read? Yeah, no, read it. They're kind of small. All right. Here we go. When correctly charged, ionized and compressed, deadly packets of argent energy can be released in a controlled manner at a velocity and potential energy quota far exceeding conventional weapons. The weaponization of argent energy led to the development and mass production of the plasma rifle. 
but the UAC realized they were capable of much more. The BFG-9000 <laughs> is the culmination of those efforts. Only one prototype of the final weapon exists, and it is housed deep within the Ark in the BFG division. This weapon delivers streams of supercharged Argent energy to multiple targets and is, the, uh, and is to some extent self-guiding. The streams will seek any cache of Argent it can find. Usually demons or human test subjects that have had Argent energy beacons surgically implanted. When the streams find their target, they release all of their stored energy in a fraction of a second, delivering an electrical shock that instantly boils the blood and fatty tissue of the recipient. Spontaneous explosion of the subject often follows. Tree 2. The theoretical design of the BFG-9000 was first put forward by the R&D department in the Advanced Research Complex. The concept was later given its own funding program. The BFG division was formed to develop a working design. Several prototype weapons have since been made. The prototypes never went into full production due to numerous testing uh, accidents and the deadly radi radiation spikes produced. Previous versions of the weapon had slightly different energy patterns to the current generation. Some released solitary argent spheres that unleash a deadly wave upon impact. Others formed an argent laser that cuts through anything in its path. The current prototype, the BFG-9000, creates argent streams that seek out targets and boils them alive. Tree 3. And this one is actually read from a completely different perspective, so this might actually give you some ideas behind like where this is all going. Advocates. Witness the BFG-9000. What greater triumph for the glory of the Ascension could there be than an entirely new type of weapon, born not only of traditional UAC technology, but by your faith and dedication to the cause? This is what we strive for, an understanding beyond traditional science, unrestricted by the re repressive thinking of dimensionally bound contemplation. Only through our use of seft, can the power of such a mighty weapon be realized? Such a weapon requires not only science, but belief. While access to the BFG-9000 is strictly limited to Tier 3 advocates, you are encouraged to envision the day you too might get to see the magnificence of its design, and if you are luckier still, experience the invigorating touch of its majestic, majestic form of Argent energy. <laughs> Basically, you remember those test subjects that we attach things to? Will you see? <laughs> that's what that's what tier four is. <laughs> yeah, that that is that basically tier four and tier nine. We don't even discuss tier nine. <laughs> I love the BFG. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's like the that's like the weapon. Uh, out of like the, the entirety of the games between between that and I think the double barrel shotgun, like I can't mm -hmm. think of yeah. uh, like more iconic or or the super shotgun, not double barrel. Um, like more iconic weapons that existed within Doom as a whole, and the the stories behind what they've given them in four is just awesome. 
So I, I highly encourage if you're like in any way interested in some of the like background behind most of it uh, to kind of take a peek at those. Um, and also, I don't know how much longer we want to go, but there's also the Slayer's Testaments. Uh, these are actually like going over what happened uh, from like Hell's perspective when Doomarine was doing his thing. And they are not only are they cool to listen to, but at least just read. They're they're awesome little tidbits. Yeah, that would be that's that's the other thing too that like we've seen a lot more in current games is like uh multi perceptive, multi multiple perception points of the same story, I think is becoming really, really prevalent. And like in a yeah. game at Doom, that that introduces some interesting potential kind of like what you're talking yes. about with the slayer's testament you know like there's more than one side of the side of the story and there's always there's you know there's always at least two sides in a war mm-hmm. um so but i think we have successfully proven that there is story in doom or i'm a very capable rambler or yes i mean which which yes we're both we're both on that same page so we can ramble about a story for a long time Um, we can ramble i mean look look we've rambled about destiny for how long yeah that's true doesn't have a story yeah all right (laughs) (laughs) quote beard 2018 (laughs) (laughs) Um, <laughs> Please don't look at my channel to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what? Well, let's let's do let's do real quick. So, just some final thoughts or uh, shout outs for you. What what do you got for this week? Uh, I I honestly don't have a lot because I've been trying to like keep to myself for the most part. Mm. Uh, between that and and family being at home. Oh, um, that's right. That's right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. But if I have to think of anything uh, off the top of my head, uh, I, th- I think it just comes down to, you know, the community as a whole has been, you know, great to kind of keep my keep my head in check because I've been all over the place with family visiting. Um, but I really do. I really do have to thank you guys for, you know, always being there if I need to, you know, vent or, or discuss something, get some feedback on or anything like that. It's. It's greatly helpful, even if I'm not putting out content right now, just for me to like bank ideas off of everybody. Uh, so thank you guys very, very much for all of that. Um, big, big shout out though to uh, to Green and Justin who who weren't able to be here tonight. Uh, it it's it's nice to to just sit here and be able to chat with Blue for once because I think that him and I have those those podcasts where it does feel like it's just him and i sometimes not that that's a, <laughs> a bad thing at all but no no i mean wait it's, wait there are other people on the <laughs> yes <laughs> wow all right I've, how how long have i been a co-host for now and now you're saying that wow okay let's make sure the green and uh and nobody else listens to this ever <laughs> But no, uh, like it, we, it, Blue and I get into some uh, very, very heated discussions, uh, and you just be able, I think, to sit back and and fully enjoy one for once, and just like reminisce and have nostalgia uh, mm-hmm. was was a ton of fun. Well, and I mean, next month is is your is one of your 
your baby podcast too. I'm, I'm gonna say, do we even need an expert for that? I mean, Are like, we gonna get anybody else? I'm just on gonna, for that? I'm just gonna go queue up all your, all your, uh, your YouTube videos and just. <laughs> I was just gonna sit here and have them play on stream. I mean, I'll be a complete no. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, I got, I got make I take, them first. I like, take, hang on, here. I take the easy route there. Um, wow. No, just use, just use the 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 helmet video that you sent sent us oh yeah i died i died at that but um yeah so like next next month or this month currently what we're doing in discord right now is we're, we're chatting about monster hunter um it's pretty quiet right now um i know a lot of people have i mean a ton of stuff on their plate i know i'm like super swamped at work and so I'm assuming that a lot of people are kind of it's it's kind of that time of the year that it kind of gets it gets a little tough to to get a break from. But I know that um, a lot of people are still playing Monster Hunter. Uh, I know there are there are rumors that there's no story or nothing to do in Monster Hunter. But, you know, the fact that everyone's got 100 plus hours kind of kind of begs that to not be the case. Um, or the fact that they just got done saying that. They're yeah. Or seven point five million. Oh god! Oh yeah, yeah! I saw oh. that. Oh. It is it is officially Capcom's best best selling single yeah. title ever, and they have another console launching. The PC's coming yeah. out, so like, PC or, or, or out sorry, yeah. So, yeah, it's not console, but like another platform. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> everything's a console to me. Um, yeah, so like PC's coming out when when the you said the fall right. Uh, in the fall, there I, I don't think they have a release date just yet. Okay, so it's uh, just a but thing. I would, yeah, I, I would estimate it would be end of October to before Black Friday sometime. If, that makes sense. Uh, if I would have to like put it anywhere, uh, yeah. But yes, they're they're uh, the 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 small history behind that because I. I only I only want to go as the into this story because it's testament to like how the development team has been for that game. Uh but they ended up pushing back the development of the PC version because they outright said it is not ready and we are not going to rush it. And I'm just sitting back going, "What? A development studio that doesn't want to make like a ton of money and then have <laughs> people sit back and like be really disappointed with the release of a, of a game. What is this today in 2018? So they, t- they took a note on the, the very gentle response that CG project red got when they did that, yeah. because they did the same thing with Witcher three. And yep. they're like, they're, I mean, they, I think they came out completely and they're like, we're not releasing it at all. We're not well, it, like, not at all. Sorry. We're not releasing it on anything because it's not yep. ready. And we're going to, I think they, they did. They added like, wasn't it like six months? It was yeah. a long time that they added because they found a, a bug or something. But I mean, Project Red and Capcom both have kind of a Bethesda does that every now and then. But Bethesda just never makes an announcement <laughs> until they're ready to launch Curse You Elder Scrolls Six. But Bethesda is also okay with you know releasing titles in weird buggy formats because that's they're like, hey, true. Can we yeah, take care of that. Yeah, they um, well, and Bethesda also has a, like a long-standing tradition, especially with Fallout and uh, right. Elder Scrolls. They have a long-standing tradition of mods, like. Right. They they kind of release the Elder Scrolls, like the Elder Scrolls, I know for, for a fact, like uh, Morrowind, they released it and they were kind of like, it's not like 100% perfect, but it's 100% open world. So you can do whatever you want. 
Um, well, oh, and by the way, here's here's the here's the code if you want to build stuff. <laughs> yeah. So well, and add that to uh, you know uh, other developers that are out there currently. If, mm-hmm. if we take notes from any of them, uh, if you look at the the backlash that happened with Warner Brothers on several titles they have done. Oh God, yeah, uh, and or uh, even Ubisoft. Yeah, Ubisoft fits into there. Uh, and, and several Eastern developers, uh, Square Enix being another big that's, one on yeah, PC launch. Yeah. So for them to to stand out in that realm, like you've got CD Projekt that's like the, the Western one oh, that's like making a stand for it. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Capcom or at least the Monster Hunter division that comes out and goes, we're making a stand for it to say that we want quality over just putting out uh that's that's something to to again just simply say testament to how that's all been going and i again, i love I that get... no yeah but i love that it's getting rewarded too yes and, like that's and, and to me is the so. more the more thing because uh witcher 3 was very similar you know yep. it came out and it it did and and I think, you know, and I, and, uh, you know, I'm obviously, I'm not, I'm not super following Capcom, um, as much as I do CD Projekt Red, but like the way they handled it was they were just bluntly honest. Like they didn't make excuses. They didn't make, you know, anything. They just were like, it's not ready. We found a bug. Um, it, it wasn't anyone's fault, but we found a bug and we have to fix it because we don't want to give you guys a, a, a bad game. And everyone across, like, I, you could tell, like, when they made it, you know, a lot of times developers get this and they're like, please don't crucify us. And, like, everyone. Yeah. I didn't I didn't see any, and I, I don't know if this was true for the delay. I didn't know Monster Hunter. Oh, I didn't know Monster Hunter was delayed because that was the joke that you were saying. But, mm-hmm. um, like, I didn't know. I don't know if anyone was super negative about it. But I know for Project Red, they were just all like, okay, thanks. Like, can I pre-order it? Because... They they actually got more pre-orders because of it than they got. Yeah, because they wanted to spend time on it. Yeah. And the the same thing kind of happened with uh, with Metal Gear over the years, too. That's like true, with, yeah. Uh, that is true. They, they, he decided to take his time with it. They didn't end up rushing it. And I find that uh, developers that, that do that, where they do take a lot more of their time, they, they seem like... They are no, they're they're not getting their games out, so they're not really pleasing the shareholders, and that's the only people that really aren't being pleased. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. the 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 ones that are actually being pleased, which is the audience, which is I would figure the ones that actually do matter. Uh, un- unfortunately, that's how that's how the market is kind of changing, and right. for these guys to kind of step up and and make this decision to say. We're not going to rush the project. We want it to be good for you guys just as much as it is everywhere else says leaps and bounds more, more about what what I have advocated for the Monster Hunter community for years now, that they are dedicated to making uh, more top quality content that everybody wants to dig into if they're looking for a challenge and not like have any kind of like no holds barred or anything like that. The right. rumor is that they're going to add in a whole ton of content that we now are going to receive later on with the console. And that is what I'm also waiting for, because that means that the PC version is going to be like out the box, the ultimate version. Nice. That Yeah, that would be as like a kind of, uh, yeah, because uh, 343 kind of did that with the Master Chief collection uh, right. for those for those who 
for those of us who had the Master Chief Collection from the start, you know, obviously it was it was a broken instance and there are a lot of reasons for it. But like I've gotten so much free content from 343 Mm -hmm. just just for sticking with them. Like I'm like, I played the game before. I think it was like before December or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, here's here's uh, ODST. Here's all the DLC for, you know, the extras, all this stuff and all this stuff, all this stuff. And, you know, we're charging five bucks it wasn't like a huge amount but it was like you know you don't you don't have to pay it and i was like and i'm i'm game for that yeah i'm gonna say i would that that's the kind of stuff where i know what i'm getting i understand what's going into it i know you're trying i know oh yeah oh tempting to like yeah push forward like thank you for being committed to your audience that is the kind of stuff that makes me a not only a customer for a life but a fan yeah, and well, so, and and also my 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 stance for the Master Chief Collection was you put four games from three consoles on one disc. Uh-huh, the fact that uh-huh. thing turned on is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm like, I don't even care if it. I mean, I care if it works because I want to play the original Halo. But like, right. the fact that I can put that in and I get to a start screen <laughs> is mm-hmm. just for me amazing. But. um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and Jeezy said that in chat right now. Yeah, they they've even started patching that, so we're we're hope we're hoping actually to get um, an even more polished version of it too, which will be amazing. Um, right. But before I go off on a Halo episode without pins, because he'll get mad at me. Um, <laughs> before I do that, all right. So like I like I had mentioned, our next topic is our next episode is going to be on Monster Hunter. That is currently what is going on in chat right now. Um, so please be sure to jump in if you haven't already and weigh in on that one. And then obviously we do the polls each, uh, the last weekend of every month, we do a poll for the next month is kind of how we've always done it. Um, other than that, nothing really big on my plate that I'm aware of at the moment. I will, I will kind of put a teaser out there. Um, I'm hoping to have something to announce, soon that is in regards to a to the challenge that green posted over on twitter at me a a while back um Mm -hmm. concerning lore that is kind of more in line with what we do with our extra lore series um Mm -hmm. and so i'm hoping i'm hoping hoping that we get to a place where i can kind of start pushing that out to everyone um We've gotten we've gotten very far, and I'm very pleased with what we have so far. Uh, we just need a few more, just dot a few more eyes and cross a few more T's, um, and then we'll we'll get that announced. So definitely keep an eye out for that. I I'm hoping to definitely have that out before the next before our next extra lore episode. Let's just put it that way. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for that Discord. If you're not in the Discord server, Discord server is definitely going to probably get a heads up before anyone else. Uh, just because it's easier for me to do stuff in Discord while I'm on the run during the day. Um, so definitely, if you're not already in our Discord server, jump in there, please, please, please. Um, other than that, not a, I don't have a lot. Other than that, I don't think I have anything. Uh, Monster Hunter is going to be next next month. So if you have any, any thoughts or any questions on that, please be sure to either... Again, jump in the Discord server uh, and jump into the actual lore channel or shoot us an email. Shoot us an email and I will get it to Beard because he probably will know the answer. 
I won't know the answer, but I can get it to a person who does know the answer. Let's just put it that way. Um, but yeah, so you guys have a great night. I'm going to run through an outro. We might stay for a little bit of an after show tonight. Um, I have an early, early meeting tomorrow, so I'm probably going to have to go knock myself out. But here we go. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Links to all our other sites can also be found with our episode archives over on the new focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any questions or comments for our team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. Also, be sure to check out all of our amazing podcast partners within the Guardian Radio Network over on theguardiansofdestiny.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. Bright.